0: Hey everybody and welcome to big episode number 112 of the fourth season of the fantasy fullback dive brought to you by the good people at the rotor street journal we are the same good people who are paving your way to fantasy glory fantasy excellence allow us to be your lead blocker as we take this journey together back on the air for the first time in quite a while yeah the man tried to stifle me the man tried to silence me (laughs) keep me off the air so the truthers out there wouldn't get what they wanted but I'm here. I'm back. I'm resilient. I'm like a weed growing through the concrete, um, you know, kind of like Tupac. There's subtle differences between me and Tupac, but they're subtle, like I said. They're, they're, not, they're not glaring <laughs> differences. Time. Right. Um, anyway, with me, as always, the Wolf of Rotor Street himself, who has just been a podcast machine. We've heard every sort of, um, if I could just speak in my Travis Kelsey voice. Uh, excuse for the wolf why we couldn't be on the air oh my car i've had a car accident I, I i couldn't i couldn't get on the air i don't know what's going on so anyway uh
1: wolf how you doing well i'm doing very good now thank you i appreciate the introduction no, but i, I mean a, a totaled car has been screwing me over definitely a, a tough start to the school year as well so it's been busy who's fault is i apologize i didn't think what's that oh no it wasn't my fault thank god that that made it easy no one was hurt which was great but a totaled car was never fun to deal with so that's been a process as i'm sure you've experienced before the car buying process never fun got a nice 2016 ford edge though it uh it leather Mm. seats heated you know it ended up being a positive after all this is said and done but yeah it's been been pretty wild unfortunately how's everything going on your end i feel like i wouldn't have missed your voice but i actually kind of (laughs) did i know this is a recurring
0: theme where you don't think (laughs) you're gonna miss me but you do um, I do. I, um, like everybody
1: in your life, kind of.
0: Yeah, pretty much everybody thinks they they won't miss me, but uh, but they do. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> it, things have been good. My daughter's playing a lot of soccer. Both my kids are back in school. Um, fantasy has been. I don't want to say a nightmare. I mean, I'm a solid 0 and 4 in the Rotor Street Journal League, but I was looking, <laughs> I was looking at it, and it's like there's four of us that are 0 and 4. I was like, oh man, yeah. I, was, I didn't even want to look at the standings because I was so embarrassed. And then I noticed it's like you know a third of the league is 0 and 4. Yeah. Uh, and me and CJ are playing in an 0 and 4 loser leave town match this week, so I'm actually looking it. forward nice. to that pretty much. Some good um, states. But there. in my other league, I'm three and one in both of my other leagues. So I mean, it's, nice. it's not like I'm not doing well but i'm i'm a disaster in rsj which makes me very sad one of the reasons i'm a disaster in rsj uh is y- you got me to pick joe
1: mixon and i hate him so much <laughs> I hate dude him. i'm having i took joe mixon i don't know if you did this in rsj or yeah. not but i took him over dalvin cook In oh, sure. and i don't remember and- if cook was on the board he might have been he might have been yeah he, he's a complete fucking asswipe, Joe Mixon is, though. It's I literally have a nightmare of like the purple god running through my dreams and then him just sprinting through Joe Mixon, plowing him six feet into the earth. It's it's awful. It's absolutely brutal having a Joe Mixon on my team right now. I, I mean there's no sell high at this point. The value is just what it's, it is. And you got to keep rolling right, them There's out no so sell high.
0: High. You have to be high yeah. to sell high. This guy, exactly. and I mean, I feel that this is just karma because it's like I kind of told myself I'll never pick Joe Mixon. I think he's a terrible yeah. guy. And I picked him because I, I thought, you know, I say you convinced me, but I mean, I thought he was probably the best guy on the board. I needed a running back. I went wide receiver in the first round uh, because because I was like the 10th pick or something like that. And I just took him and man, he's awful. And the, more, I, more than him, the Bengals, the Bengals are so bad. I, I was going to do exactly. a train wreck of the week uh, segment, but we've got such a full agenda. I probably won't. But spoiler alert. It was littered with Bengals.
1: Yes, they're, they're horrible, and, and you know I was—I had a lot of faith in Zach Taylor, the next Sean McVay. You know, he wiped his ass one time, so he got a head coaching sure. job. Did a fine <laughs> and, job. He did, did a great job with the wife, but not so much on the offense. And it's one of those things where we thought he was going to be the master at getting Mixon into space and using him in screens. And when he does, Mixon looks great again. But that's true. But he just keeps ramming him into his lineman's asses. It's as if Mixon wants to sniff the buttholes of everyone on his team because that's literally all we see 24-7. Uh, it's pathetic. So hopefully you know, they can finally see this game tape and see when we get him in space he does dangerous things. But I have no confidence, no faith because that line is so horrible. The defense is pathetic. Just awful. I mean, do you think that the Bengals are at least close to as bad as the Dolphins? Uh, It's it's not too far away. Do they face each other this year? Because that would be just one epic shitstorm. That would be like a slap. That's going
0: to be like me and CJ facing each other in RSJ this week.
1: A little slaps like yeah exactly. kind of
0: like hitting at each other like that
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah exactly
0: <laughs> so anyway we'll we'll do train wrecks of the week another time uh the wolf and I'll be back on much more regularly uh, i know yes. i've i've actually believe it or not i'm not just saying this i've actually gotten m- several angry texts uh about the fact that i haven't been too. on the as so, well yeah uh anyway yeah absolutely but it I, wasn't
1: deliberate and i apologize no, no, for no, the it, absence, too but i'm happy it's back
0: oh quite all right and also before we get into this i just want to say we we are potentially switching podcast servers this will not affect anybody's um you know that's already subscribed to our pod or anything like that but it, what it will do is it's putting us on a lot of different platforms that we weren't on before um you know google pods and and we were already on spotify and stitcher but a lot of the smaller ones too so uh we're going to be even more widely available than we were fingers crossed so enjoy tell your friends um or don't if you're trying to keep a secret but actually yeah tell your friends anyway Please do. All right, we got a big trainer's room coming up. We have, I want to say, like 12 guys that we're going to hit. So we're going to do these pretty rapid fire. But these are all at least fairly significant as far as fantasy goes. So uh, good work digging in deep on these. Some of these are guys that have been out all year, and we're waiting for them to come back. Some of these are guys, um, you know, that just kind of have nagging injuries, and we're not sure what to expect. So we're going to hit them one at a time. We're going to start with possibly the biggest, well, you know, I was going to say biggest name, but actually Saquon's on this list. But Tyreek Hill. Went out in the first week very early with a clavicle, it was like collarbone issue, um, and he was back in practice on Wednesday. What do you know so far, Wolf?
1: Yeah, so it doesn't seem like he's likely to return this week. But before Sunday, Adam Schefter had tweeted it's about two weeks. So if he's out there practicing, getting up to speed, I, I think it's a good bet that he could be out there in week six, which is obviously huge. Now, it, the the news is they're going to take it cautiously. And why wouldn't you with Demarcus Robinson and, and McColl Hardman filling in so well? well McColl Hardman, who
0: got zero points last week. But it's still other than last week, taken. of course,
1: that complete bag of shit. I think more but, to the point the Chiefs are 4-0 so they, they can fool around Mahomes Holmes is still throwing for over 400 yards like every single week and every single first half so i mean they haven't skipped a beat and that just makes it even that scarier when Tyree Kill returns what is this offense going to be like so at this point if the Tyree Kill owner is you know in an o and 4 you know one and three spot and you know he's coming back in a week or two and you're in a you know 3 and 1 4 and 0 spot yourself maybe take a buy low stab at this guy because he could just come back. I expect him to just be the Tyree kill we've always oh, yeah. expected. I do think karma might be out to get this guy. That'd be the one thing that has me a little nervous is we've already seen it bite him in the ass right now and it could just come right back, but you, you got to rest easy knowing they're not going to rush him back till he's 100% and even still he's back on the practice field. So I expect him back maybe next week at worst week seven. Definitely a guy I'd be buying if I'm in a good spot in fantasy.
0: Yeah, possibly the same karma bug that came around for Joe Mixon, maybe circling Stacking. the cart Of Tyreek Hill. Uh, Also, I mean, you know, I was just thinking, what if, what if the Chiefs like decide to add Antonio Brown or something like that? Oh
1: my good god, jeez! not the craziest thing you've ever heard,
0: right? I mean, would
1: would he be eligible to play at this point? Like, what's going on with that? He's not on the exempt list or anything, is
0: he? yeah you never know the Patriots said they weren't interested I mean you know certainly there's red flags all over the place you couldn't blame anybody if they didn't want to hire him but I I don't believe he is ineligible to play I could be wrong about that correct me if I'm wrong he said he's
1: done no he did
0: he did go back to central Michigan or something like that yeah exactly take it what did you see he posted on the internet he wanted help with his English paper paper, and he just got torched (laughs) by people like because he spelled like three things wrong in the tweet and they're like yeah dude you're not going to do very well
1: You're not going to make this. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Pathetic. All right, moving on. Sam Darnold, the kissing disease, mono, which I had in fifth grade. It kept me out of school for a week. He will practice Wednesday, but he has yet to be cleared for contact. Mono actually much more serious in adults than it is in children, come to find out. And for one thing, your spleen gets exposed uh, and you don't want want that happening. Um, So what do you think? I mean, is he going to be back this week? That changes the (laughs) Jets dramatically from a
1: terrible, terrible team to a fairly bad team. Yeah. I mean, before we dig into the analysis from fantasy, not so subtle little, you know, the kissing disease, I got it in fifth grade. Oh, good for you, Nat, kissing all the ladies in fifth grade. What a little humble brag I'm, there in the Sam Darnold
0: news. I'm not positive I'd ever kissed a girl by fifth grade, to be honest. I know that <laughs> I know that uh, I was given a lot oh, of kissing disease. Like every adult was like, oh, the kissing disease. And I remember being like, well, that makes me seem a lot cooler than I actually am right now
1: yeah well you seem pretty cool and, and I'm pretty pumped to be recorded oh, with somebody getting all, getting all the Dude, ladies at fifth grade I'm you know super that, cool now. good stuff. I love it. Uh, but, but, Darnold, I mean, first of all, what the fuck are you doing getting mono as an NFL quarterback? Like, you can't, you know, figure that out before. You can get any girl you want. Stick if you're with Sam one Darnold. partner, for God's sakes. Seriously. Get it together, dude. Uh, but he is practicing. <laughs> it's non contact. Uh, so that is obviously a little bit sketchy for his week five status here. But it is big news because they're facing Philadelphia. So if he is eligible to play, that's going to be a great spot for this guy to enter yeah. there, you know, giving up the second most points to quarterbacks, giving up the third most to wide receivers so this is obviously huge not only for Darnold but also Robbie Anderson also Jamison Crowder who had 19 targets the last time Darnold was on the field so it's it's a crucial one to monitor it's not a lock that he's going to play of course those guys have to hit the bench if you're depending on Luke Falk Uh, but and then again you know Philadelphia's defense could be a very great streamer this week if it is Luke Falk back there because they're going to get to him all day so make sure you monitor it It sounds like it's kind of like a 50-50 shot it's going to come right down to Sunday but it would be big for not only Darnold a potential Hail Mary. We're going to get to Hail Mary's in a little bit, but also
0: those wide receivers too. All right. Saquon Barkley, actually probably the biggest fantasy name on this list. Maybe the biggest fantasy name anywhere. Um, Obviously due to the ankle injury that he suffered a couple weeks ago, he was in full uniform jogging off to the side of Wednesday's practice. Pat Shermer refused to rule him out for week five against the Vikings. What would you have thought if I had told you at the end of week two, when the Giants were 0-2, you know, coasting along the Eli Manning farewell parade that's been going on Trained for, for eight years yeah. <laughs> um you know and dallas a very robust strong looking and 0 if i told you after week four the giants were going to be one game out of first in the nfc east you'd have been pretty surprised right
1: i'd be sickened i'd be disgusted but yes yeah, we, we are there uh danny dimes is a is for real i know the redskins he, he came back to earth but i do believe in the guy uh and how could you know I believe in their uh, long-term upside if Saquon Barkley is literally made of superhuman stuff. I mean this was a four- to eight-week prognosis for the guy, and he's already out there jogging around. Uh, it's not even been a full week yet. So th- this is insane what this guy you know, is made of. He probably will not be out there against Minnesota, I, I like uh, but ultimately – yeah. Uh, you know why? Yeah, I mean, that'd be rushing him back. But apparently he's felt good. Uh, and, and Barkley, when said doctors had him out eight weeks, said those weren't my doctors. And he's really trying to beat the, this uh, timetable for sure. And it looks like maybe not this week, uh, but you gotta feel decent about his week six status against the Patriots at least and until then hopefully you had Gallman you know he came right in and was right back to that you know Shermer bell cow breeding role where he got fed in the receiving game fed in the the running game so you have a nice bridge till whenever he's back but the good news for any you know buddy who took him first overall second third wherever you you ended up landing him you're probably only going to be without him for at most another week or two when it early on looked like maybe half your season was going to be in the tank another side thing here the
0: Giants who a, a lot of people gave the Giants hell for picking Barkley second overall in that quarterback draft you know and thinking if you're going to go this high you're crazy to spend that pick on a running back look if if Daniel Jones ends up being a decent quarterback even decent and he looks better than decent at times uh it sure. is going to look like the smartest thing in the world that they're going to end up landing this quarterback that nobody else really wanted and they're sitting on Barkley for the next 10 years or whatever that'll make them look awful smart which the Giants aren't haven't looked smart in a while so That, that would be nice. Patriots placed kicker Steven Goskowski on IR ending his 2019 season. Looking for any sort of chinks in the Patriots armor. If they end up with a mediocre or crappy kicker, that, that's the
1: type of thing that could bite you in the ass. Oh, it always can. And I mean, Goskowski has been quite sketchy on yeah, extra points. He He's only hit 11 out of his 15. So four misses on the year. And now this explains a little bit, you know, he used to be so automatic on these things uh, in the last couple of years. It just hasn't been that way. And of course, you know, we wouldn't normally bring up a kicker injury because who gives a fuck kickers like the most replaceable position in fantasy. But this is the Patriots offense and it is one of the top five offenses in the league. So it looks like Kai Forbath and Mike Nugent, mm-hmm. just two classic kicker names that any fantasy owner like, oh, yeah, Kai. Four bath. like everybody's heard of that guy. Sure, uh, he's, he's decent. Like, I mean, I don't yeah, know he's how right. he's not on the two. I know yet, you, you got to think he's better than some of that. these guys. He's
0: got he's so, better than Gay on Tampa Bay, who I cannot believe still has a job.
1: How does he have a job? It makes no sense to I me. I would have bet uh, everything I owned on him not being a buck in week four. Insanity, uh, but yeah. So I mean, long term for the Patriots, that is a concern. Just you know, how many games would it cost it if the kicking game? Uh, you know, I don't think it's going to matter because the Patriots are steamrolling everybody, anyways. But ultimately, you know, Kai Forbath could come into fantasy value, maybe even Mike Nugent, whoever it is. Just monitor because there's very few kickers that can be in every single week. Uh, you're not playing the matchup type of game. you know, Joey Sly Joey is probably Sly. the only one other than Justin. I love that guy. I got I mean, Joey he's, Sly on more than one team. Yeah, I have him on literally every single team I have, and I just love the guy to death. I might get a Sly jersey by the end of the year. Do you think it's possible that
0: Joey Sly might be the first kicker in the Rotor Street Journal Nutcracker set? I think he absolutely. He's at least in
1: contention. He he has to be just an absolute Hogan. I'm surprised he doesn't boot the field goals with that third leg he has in between him. But yeah, (laughs) ultimately, I think you know you got (laughs) to monitor who who is going to be the Patriots boot with the
0: third leg yet. It's only week (laughs) five.
1: Yeah, fifty-six yarders. He's like, I got to bring out the special leg <laughs> but for this one. when he goes from sixty,
0: that's when he uses the leg. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly, right. That absolute hammers. Just monitor though who goes there uh, for the Patriots because it could be a you know a very viable kicker every week. Devontae Adams, who
0: was lighting the fuck out of the Eagles oh, last God, week, was, just yeah. before he went down with a toe injury. Um, you know he hasn't been practicing at all. He wasn't didn't practice on wednesdays uh, Wednesdays practice before you look at toe injury and say like oh the toe injury that's not that big man toe injuries are the worst like yep. you know it's not like tearing an acl or an mcl but man we've seen toe injuries keep aj green out i feel like julio jones was plagued with toe injuries from time to time mm-hmm. hate seeing that for somebody like Adams he was uncoverable like aaron yep. Rodgers was just zipping the ball down the sidelines to him and it was like they had to basically interfere or he was going to catch the ball every single time i want to say he had like 180 yards at the time that he went out
1: yeah, he had like 180 in the first half, I'm pretty sure. It was insanity what this guy was doing. And that, one, just reinforces you always start wide receivers against the Eagles. But yes, Devontae Adams seemed to finally be breaking out. And then, of course, this happens. And you you mentioned it really well there. The the toe is just so important for a wide receiver when footwork is just absolutely of the critical utmost uh, of importance uh, for for your routes and everything. This is, you know, they say it's not overly serious. They say he should be back sooner than later, but he's probably going to be out at least this week. and. then who knows if he's going to ever be fully 100% the rest of the year and this offense has been pretty lackluster outside of that Eagles game I mean Rodgers hadn't thrown for over 230 yards he hadn't had over 15 fantasy points until he got the primest of matchups so you got to feel worse about Rodgers definitely moving forward I still see him you know in your top seven eight quarterbacks in almost every league and it just doesn't make sense to me in those ranking sets when he's only had one top five performance this entire year it's just the name appeal of this guy I guess so he takes a big hit the you know in his absence who could step up maybe geronimo allison who's 32 percent owned. maybe it's mbs can get deep a little bit but i don't really love either of those guys i think the whole offense as a whole is just going to kind of be stagnant without their field stretcher without their main number one hog so i'm worried even about the running game here uh how long this lingers could be just a huge detrimental effect not only to adams and rogers but the entire offense uh so he falls pretty uh, significantly rogers does uh this week and whatever adam's is going to be out of the lineup
0: and of course, I mean I I'm I'm not sure what to do. I'm a Devontae Adams owner. I'm not sure what to do. I mean, yeah. I was I was scared off by Chris Godwin being injured much of last week. Didn't play him. Had like the greatest yeah. game in the history oh, of the NFL. Yeah. Man, that's yeah, brutal. Yeah. I ended up winning that game anyway, but you know, you still feel pretty awful leaving 42 <laughs> on the bench or whatever.
1: I, I know. Seriously. You need the, every point counts, you know, in the standings. That sucks. Well, I, mean, I, I needed I, I, I
0: needed a big James Conner game to win, which he had. But like, got, you know, it's dog. not like I was banking on that. He's looked like dog no, shit, complete
1: dog shit. Yeah.
0: Bengals paced, uh, placed wide receiver John Ross due to his clavicle on IR. Also, that's too bad. I mean, that you know, we was, I was sitting here thinking to myself, I wonder how the Bengals could be a worse football
1: team. Oh, let's take out one of their best receivers. Yeah. One of their only bright spots of the year has been John Ross. I know the last couple of games he's disappeared, but started the season out leading the league and receiving and fantasy points over those first couple weeks, yeah. playing that Brandon Cook's field stretching role in Zach Taylor's offense. And now that that's removed. So you, you got, you know, even more ability to stuff the box and stuff, mix in more ability to double all the other receivers like Tyler Boyd and who could step up in his absence. It doesn't really matter when it's Andy Dalton throwing the ball just all over the field and not to any wide receivers, just the other team are getting sacked because of that line so pathetic probably not but if there's a name to look at if you're desperate to you know have a week five streamer for Devontae adams or whoever it might be i do like this Auden tate guy Uh six foot five 228 so got that prototypical big boy build you can be a bully in the red zone he's seen 16 targets these last two weeks even with Ross on there. He hasn't done a whole ton with it 88 yards and 50 yards respectively, but he could carve out a meaningful role now that he's going to be starting for these next two months or so. Uh, Maybe the, you know, AJ green has to get back a little bit quicker. Now you hope it seems like he's really going to take his sweet ass time though. Uh, So Auden Tate's the guy that I would look at as a replacement. then obviously Tyler Boyd uh, could be your guy. But again, when he draws number one coverage, we've seen this trend each year. He just gets shut down every time. So awful for this overall already awful offense for sure and yeah, they are so bad what about
0: aj green what are you hearing about him coming back i've been sitting on hey, him yeah. in the rsj league like all year uh, and saying you know, by the time he comes back i'm gonna be like oh and seven so it's not gonna matter i, I figure i'll sell him league. to you since you're such a star fucker you'll probably <laughs> you'll probably trade me half your team for him i'd get him yeah
1: big name baby get him <laughs> you love the big name yeah i'm yeah, surprised baby. you haven't gone in on rogers yet Oh, God, fuck him. I, I'll always hate Rodgers. But, you know, AJ Green, the latest is, you know, not week five, not week six. Maybe week eight is the, the projected return. So I don't know why they didn't put him on the IR, uh, why they let this linger and, and cost a roster spot this entire time. But he, you know, look aiming for a new contract on this shitty ass team right now. There's no, no reason to rush this guy to come back. There is. Literally no reason for him to come back until he is absolutely perfect. And who knows if that means we even see him this year. I took him over fucking Evan Ingram before I knew how serious this injury was going to be, which just makes me want to th- – I'm probably going to throw up actually as we talk. Uh, I might need a minute here. All right. I'll give you a minute. I'll read you yeah. the, the
0: lead in for the next guy, Devin Singletary. Oh. <laughs> Devin Singletary, dude with hamstring, uh, was limited in Wednesday's practice. Of course, opening the door for, uh, you know, Road Street Journal nutcracker mainstay Frank Gore. Who is still putting up
1: okay fantasy numbers. The guy is uh, just—it just makes no sense to me. The, the guy is not a human. Uh, besides his ability to crack walnuts with that girthy jaw, oh, the guy has been a monster workhorse too, averaging almost 17 touches a week, 15, 16, and 11 fantasy points. So three straight double-digit weeks. Uh, it's getting trickier to hit if Devin Singletary's in there. Obviously, he's had no one to really compete with. But still, Tennessee giving up the 13th most fantasy points to backs. If Devin Singletary's out again, I really think Frank Gore could do it once more now eventually long term i still would much rather erwin singletary when he's been out there he's
0: there's nobody that long term you wouldn't rather have than frank gore but like when you look at (laughs) i mean i i tell this story every year several times a year sometimes on the podcast i remember drafting frank gore like eight years ago and everyone on the draft message board just going crazy about, like, how he's old and washed old, up. old. Like, they're right. just like, dude, he's, like, done. He's old. And like, you know, that guy, you know, his prime was three years ago. It's like, that was, like, eight years ago. He, I know. He's,
1: You're going to be telling the same story 15 years well, from now. Well, I was going like, to say, like, he's if, never you told, go. if you
0: told me in two years I was telling you this exact same story, I, would you be that shocked? I mean – you know, it's like, is he bouncing off people and breaking huge runs? No. But, like, will he get you four yards,
1: like, if you need it? Probably. Yeah, he's still – I mean, he's showing a little bit more. He's got the giddy-up still. I, it just doesn't make any sense to me. But the guy is just ageless wonder. and it's Look just, at Adrian Peterson, you know, who's much younger than him. It looks like he shouldn't even be in the league. Exactly. Complete sewage right now. So I don't know what Gore's drinking or eating or whatever the hell's going on there, but the dude is ageless. I, I, he'll never retire. I, I swear to God, he's going be he 85. Doesn't. I'm all for it. And I, wanna,
0: be... I, I almost want to get a Frank Gore jersey. Roto yeah. Street Journal, Frank Gore jersey. Michael Gallup, <laughs> knee, returned to practice Wednesday, getting in a limited session. Gallup, you know, Gallup not being on the Cowboys maybe hurt him a little bit more than I would have given him credit for. I mean, they looked like they could not get anything going at all against the Saints. What do you think?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I think he's a huge cog, and that's kind of the reason I brought it up for his own value, but also for Dak and this entire offense. Gallup was a key cog. He, you know, moving the chains in the middle of the field. He had over 140 yards week one, so this guy is a beast. He's really coming to his own in Kellen Moore's system, but they need all these weapons to be operating as fully as they could be. So this would be huge for him to get back, especially as they've lost uh, um, Tyron Smith. They're going to need a middle of the field type of, uh, you know, worker there, and Gallup has been that kind of safety blanket for um for Dak Prescott this year so that would be huge to get this guy back uh, I've seen him dropped in a ton of leagues so just double check your waiver wire whether or not we actually end up using him uh this week or not I still think uh you got to give Gallup a look and stash him uh even if he's not back this week definitely a play
0: Uh, for sure, for future weeks. Deshaun Jackson, among the walking wounded amongst the Philadelphia wide receivers, had an abdomen issue, an abdomen strain of some kind. He was sidelined at Wednesday's practice. Again, the Eagles really need these guys.
1: And so Deshaun Jackson, I mean, was such a dominant force that first week. We haven't seen him since week two, only played five snaps before getting dinged up. Probably going to be out again this week. So you obviously can't have him in there, but I'm starting to see him get dropped in a lot of leagues. I picked him up everywhere I've seen him because he's getting moved all over the place. Played 21 of his 50 snaps in the slot in week one, and that's where he caught both of his touchdowns. Him and Wentz, you know, rumored chemistry all summer. We saw it in action. So if his owners are getting impatient uh, and you're seeing him get cut, Make sure to pick this guy up. Uh, But again, they're probably not going to be out there this week with the Eagles facing the pathetic Jets. Uh, No really reason to rush him out there, Uh, but ultimately moving forward for the rest of the season, this is still going to be a guy at your wide receiver three that could swing a week for you. Damian
0: Williams of the Chiefs practicing Wednesday. Is LaShawn McCoy's workload going to be factored here? I'm kind of thinking it might be similar. I think Daryl Williams is probably the guy that's going to get squeezed, right?
1: I think you analyze it to perfection there. Shady should just maintain that you know, 15 or so touch role, whereas it's Damian Williams and Darrell Williams figuring out who's going to get those goal line carries, who's going to be the early down back. Uh, so it's definitely a crucial week to monitor. But the only Chiefs running back I would have in this week if Darryl, uh, Damian Williams does play would be Shady McCoy just to see how everything shakes out here.
0: Christian Kirk due to his ankle injury unlikely to play week 5 against the Bengals. Oh man, what a crappy game this is. Uh, uh it's n- horrible. I mean, you figure the Bengals are still going to lose. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, probably yeah, and the, it could be a sneaky shootout. You know, you never know with these defenses being as bad as they are. Maybe we get a thirty-five, you know, twenty-eight type style game. It wouldn't shock me, uh, and that's why with even with Kirk out, you could maybe look at streamers like Keyshawn Johnson, your know, D- Damian Bird or whatever that guy is. Damir Bird is gonna be out. Uh, Andy Isabella maybe finally gets his shot, but I like Keyshawn Johnson as a potential hail mary uh, for desperate owners, and then obviously Larry Fitz with really no one else around is going to be an absolute target hog against one of the worst secondaries in the league so i have him all the way up at wide receiver 11 a few spots higher than his ECR. he's been dominating as is and i think this is going to be his best week yet
0: terry mclaurin wide receiver for the washington uh football team was limited at practice on wednesday Uh, uh he was a healthy or not a healthy scratch but a precautionary scratch on sunday right i hope you didn't get stuck putting him in huh
1: Uh, And thank God that he was because they actually ended up playing Godwin instead. I I know that that was like the fantasy God smiling upon me and giving me a gift this week. I I was so pumped for that. Uh, But even if he plays this week, you really can't trust McLaurin. I know he's been fantastic over 15 points in all three of his starts. He was leading the league in air yards and, you know, over 50 percent of his team's targets and whatnot. But he's facing one, the hardest secondary that hasn't given up a single passing touchdown this entire league, uh, entire year in the Patriots. And then he's also who's playing quarterback. Jay Gruen this week said, I literally don't have a plan at quarterback yet. Like that is pathetic and horrible. And even if he had a plan, you know, which three of those guys would be the best for his value? I mean, Case Keenum, I guess, has shown a rapport with him, but Haskins threw three picks. Colt McCoy, we have no idea what the hell he is. So McLaurin has to be on your bench no matter what this week.
0: All right, we're gonna get right into higher, lower, and Hail Mary because we still got a decent chunk of information to do, and it's eight oh five, and we both want to watch Survivor. Oh yeah, uh, and I I want to talk. We'll talk more in depth about Survivor next week because I have a few thoughts. Hell yeah. Um, All right, quarterbacks, guy, you're higher on Jared Goff going at Seattle. Uh, He's going. You got him at quarterback ten. ECR has him at quarterback
1: fifteen. Why do you like Goff so much? I do think this could be another potential shootout script, and we saw last week in a shootout scenario, Goff chucking it 68 times. times. Like yeah, that. Seriously, 68 for like 517 yards, which was insane. So the fact that this guy is QB 15-16 in rankings doesn't really make sense to me. I get that he struggles a bit on the road, but the Seahawks have given up two touchdowns in every game until you know last week with Kyler Burry just shit his pants. And, you know, the middle of the pack, they've only been facing Dalton, Rudolph, and Bridgewater, and they're still giving up multiple scores a game. So this is the first real legitimate quarterback outside maybe Murray when he ever gets it together they've faced he topped 300 plus yards in both games against them last year so if that script works out on Thursday night football and it's just a back-and-forth battle between him and Russell Wilson then Goff's definitely going to outplay that QB 15 ranking I
0: feel like you already talked about this but the guy you're lower on Aaron Rodgers at Dallas you got him as your QB 15 that's seven spots lower than the experts they got him at eight which you talked about he's still going seven eight in most of these rankings which you just don't get I i got to admit, I don't really get it either. Anything else to
1: add to that? No, again, just to reiterate, under 230 yards and 15 fantasy points in every single week except when he's facing the Eagles, and now he has even fewer weapons and he's facing one of the tougher defenses he's faced all year? It's a no-brainer. He has to be on your bench.
0: Hail Mary's. If he plays Sam Darnold, you got him at QB20. That's nine spots higher than the experts. If he doesn't,
1: you like household name Chase Daniels. (laughs) <laughs> and I literally put LOL next to it 3% owned But he's facing Oakland Who is obviously horrible And I just could see a You know Very game manager-esque 230 yards But two to three scores When it gets in close you get Just a nice workman With the the Bears Just kind of controlling The pace of the game All week So I do like him But obviously Donald Would be my first look Who's out there In almost every league If he is active
0: What do you think Who do you think's better Trubisky or, De- or Chase Daniel You think Trubisky's just About the worst quarterback You've ever seen right
1: Oh, absolutely. He's fucking horrible. I think Chase Daniels, it, you know, maybe doesn't have the f- ceiling. I, it does. Is there even a fucking ceiling? Yeah, what's the ceiling? The ceiling's like uh, they, <laughs> one of these
0: like three and a half foot ceilings where you have to like limbo just to walk around in a room.
1: Seriously. Yeah. There's, I mean, we saw last year, some of those huge blow up games against like the bucks and the pathetic God, opponents, on. but ultimately Trubisky's garbage. The fact that they traded up to get him in the same draft as Mahomes, which everybody's aware of now, but it's, it's always fun to remind Chicago fans. Like that is horrible. I mean, Deshaun, Deshaun Watson, Watson was in that, that draft yeah.
0: too. It's, I mean, it's so pathetic not like you know Mahomes was the only whiff
1: yeah let's let's trade up to the get Trubisky though Ugh.
0: running backs guy you're higher on this one makes sense Melvin Gordon versus Denver the Denver the the phantom Denver defense which was supposed to be so <laughs> good Bradley Chubb out for the year uh, going against Denver you got him as your RB11 that's seven spots higher than the experts what do you think explain I think
1: one you hinted at the fact that Chubb's out and they were already it's not that up. he was doing anything not, not that he was fantastic, but he's probably one of the best top three players on that defense anyways, and they were giving up the fourth most fantasy points to running backs, even with him there. Uh, they, at running backs have been averaging 131 rush yards and multiple 2TD games on the ground, and even that fucking awful Leonard Fournette ripped up 225 yards and looked like he actually had something in his tank. So Melvin Gordon, I know he's coming back, You know, hasn't played at all, has some rust to shake off, but this is the perfect team to shake rust off of. They're going to be home, so I really think in front of that home audience they try to get Gordon in at least once if not twice if you've been waiting on him you have to have him in your
0: lineup this week you also like Todd Gurley against the Seahawks you got him as your RB10 that's five spots higher than the
1: experts I do. I mean, Seattle's been destroyed in the past game, the last two, against guys like Kamara, David Johnson, both over 90 yards receiving against them. Uh, and Gurley has that goal line roll back after two touchdowns last week. So I see him getting multiple scores and probably feasting for at least 60 or so passing yards this week. All right. Lower. We've already talked about
0: this guy ad nauseum. Joe. Fucking. Fucking Nixon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, RB 20, seven spots. Lower. And so the experts have this guy as RB 13, huh? Like a fringe RB one, and how does I mean, that was, make sense? What are you talking about, man? He's he's terrible. Like eye he's, test. Hello. Like this is not this is not a good scene. Like, no, not either. at all. Running back superior to him would be floundering in this offense as well. I, I, exactly. I don't, I mean, you know, To me, this is a no-brainer. I don't even feel like you need to elaborate on this. What I really want to talk about is the Bucks running back situation. we got Ronald Jones, who you're seven spots lower than the experts, and uh, Peyton Barber, who you're eight spots lower than the experts. Keep in mind, even the experts don't have these guys too high because they both fucking blow. Uh, but which one of these guys wh- – Who who's in the tank more for one of these guys? Me for Peyton Barber or CJ for Ronald Jones? I think you 100%. That's such bullshit. Ronald it's not Jones even true. Is- I don't even have the guy. I've been labeled. Uh, It's like when I accidentally called Roethlisberger brave that time, and now everyone's like, oh, he's brave, he's brave. It's like I said one thing about Peyton Barber once. And if you look at my ratio for comments about Peyton Barber on the podcast, I'm so much more down on him than up. But for some reason, I've been labeled like Peyton Barber's boyfriend or something by the RSJ staff.
1: Oh, CJ sucks off Ronald Jones actively in texts every day pretty much. (laughs) Well, no doubt about it. He definitely loves Ronald Jones as much as he loves pregnant women. But I mean, you, you, and Peyton Barber. It's so sad you have to be embarrassed about him just because other people don't find him attractive anymore. Nat, don't be so superficial. And because he's not good at football. (laughs) No, you (laughs) love him, don't you? Dare try to come back on it. Do you You think he's the worst
0: running back that gets legitimate touches in football?
1: He's got to be up there. He's got to.
0: I mean, I might be forgetting somebody, but I mean, he's he's a a two-yard a carry runner
1: right and and finally, they're at least transitioning more and more to Jones, who's fresh off the most carries I think of his career with nineteen last week. It's kind of like a seven fourteen nineteen trend, so if you're using one, it has to be Ronald Jones, but I would avoid you this shouldn't back use to either retire. of these guys though, come on no. No, and the, and the experts have him as a low end flex, and that's why you know at running back twenty three or so that they have him ranked. Uh, I, I think that's you know boneheaded this week. The Saints are giving up the fourth fewest points to running backs, uh, and they faced you know many, they faced some really good running backs like Gurley, Zeke, and Carson, and they're still giving up that few. So they're going to completely shut down this run game. It's going to be a back and forth game through the air, uh, at least for the Bucs. It's the only way they're going to move the ball. So don't yet buy that Ronald Jones hype, and definitely don't have bar ever in your buy right. that Ronald Jones hype. Like, don't be stupid. I, I don't think he's horrible. He's actually pro football Focus's highest graded running back right now, which well, I don't get how they calculate. I mean, these grades. I, I just I don't
0: know sense. what that means, but I take exception to it.
1: I, uh, I'm, I'm canceling my subscription to pro football focus just on that stat alone.
0: Running back, Hail Mary, Naheem Hines, 20% owned. You think he's going to come back and Marlon Mack has a chance of sitting, right?
1: Yeah, it's partly because Matt could sit. And it's also just because the Chiefs uh, are the opponent. And whenever you're facing the Chiefs, that game script is going to be playing catch-up mode, trying to make up for the ground that Mahomes has gained on you. So I do think Naeem Hines, this is the game flow of him uh, to to definitely get out there. He had six targets and six catches last week. uh, And that was with Matt kind of sitting out. And that was with T.Y. Hilton uh, definitely sitting out the entire game. So if Matt sits, then Hines is even better. But even if he plays, I think this is the game script for Hines to do a little bit of damage. If you're desperate, and then last but not least, Jeff Wilson has more fantasy points than Sony Michelle on the year in two fewer games. He's got I mean, two TDs in back-to-back games. Peyton Barber might have more points than Sony Michelle i seriously pretty much everybody My, you know, grandma has more points than Sonny Michelle. but Wilson, uh, you know, Coleman might be back and then relegate this guy inactive. So this could be a just meaningless Hail Mary. But if not, I do think he's got a decent shot in this offense to get another touchdown. They've been, you know, goal line mavens all year. This offense has been one of the better ones in the league. So I think Wilson could find the end zone again. And he's unowned in pretty much every single league out there.
0: All right, guy you're higher on at wide receiver, Julian Edelman playing the Washington football team. Uh, You got him in your top 10, wide receiver nine, six spots
1: higher than the experts. Is this
0: just because they didn't do much last week?
1: I think that's part of it, you know. Brady, whenever he sucks, is comes out even more vengeful than ever. And uh, we've just seen them. I think even against the Redskins that year, where they just pile on like sixty points and never stop taking the air out of the ball and really want to just reestablish themselves. I see that coming in, in Washington this week. And plus, they've given up the second most fantasy points to wide receivers. They've gotten beaten bad out of the slot, you know, whether it's Deshaun Jackson or you know even Taylor Gabriel moving around the, the formation, scoring three touchdowns. Like Julian Edelman, if Taylor Gabriel can score that much. Julian Edelman certainly can. And I think both him and Brady are going to be motivated to really bounce back after a down week.
0: Alright, let's go to, we got several in each of these We're going to move on because that was the best one uh, Lower, Sterling Shepard uh, against the Vikings we got to,
1: Well, I'll, I compare these next two Guys together because I am higher on Golden Tate uh, okay. because I'm all, And that's pa- partly why I'm lower on Sterling Shepard, I think Golden Tate walks Right in, we saw great chemistry with Daniel Jones' preseason catching a touchdown I think they're going to really want to establish him Right off the bat and kind of get him in A rhythm, so I have a gut feeling he gets a touchdown Right off, he's going to be getting the secondary coverage After Shepard's been, you know, dog. Dominating right now, so Xavier Rhodes goes on Shepard, uh, and the volume goes down for Shepard. So that way, you know, I think Golden Tate might be in a juicier spot, might be the better talent as is, anyways. So I really like to start Golden Tate, and I'd probably be sitting Shepard if I, if I had the option between the two.
0: All right. Well, speaking of this, I mean, of Sterling Shepard, I mean, he you got him on your lower list. You got him as your 32, eight spots below the experts. You also got Keenan Allen, who has been just, you know, lights out this year. You got him as your wide receiver seven. That's five spots below the experts, who have him at two. That is a huge difference. And also, you got DK Metcalf, who you and the experts, really, neither one of you think is going to do that well. So that's not really worth talking about. But let's, uh, you already talked about Shepard. Talk to me about why you think Keenan Allen's going to be, uh, you know, seven as opposed to two. That's
1: a big difference. Of course. And if you own Keenan Allen, you're going to be starting him, no doubt about it. But this Broncos team, as bad as they are against the run and as high as I am for Melvin Gordon, uh, they've been actually pretty stifling against wide receivers. The third fewest points to them, they've been shutting down uh, number ones like Devontae Adams and Allen Robinson. The only wide receivers who've been doing anything against them are the big body deep threats like MVS getting deep against them. Uh, so I, I just picture a very run-heavy game script where Keenan Allen doesn't really need to be relied upon as much where they really want to get Melvin Gordon kind of rush shaken off of him. Uh, in a, you know A pillow fight scrimmage where they're just going to roll through this team I don't think they're going to need Keenan Allen nearly as much as they're going to most weeks
0: Hail Mary guys Auden Tate versus the hapless Cardinals and Keyshawn Johnson who you already talked about at the hapless Bengals Um, and also you got Kiki Cutie against Atlanta although there's a decent chance he's still going to be out anything to add with Tate and Johnson
1: uh, no, not again, both guys coming in for injured wide receivers in prime matchups. So I love that for them. And then cutie with, uh, with Kenny stills, most likely out, he still has that rapport with Watson. We haven't seen it, but I wouldn't be shocked just to see him come out of nowhere and reestablish it for, you know, eight to 10 catches, uh, against a very soft Atlanta team, all three of those guys available and, you know, 90% of leagues. So if you're desperate at wide receiver, give a look to any of those three
0: tight ends, you're higher on Tyler Eifert. Really? Uh, You got him at tight end eight. I mean, did you see Andy Dalton try to throw a football last week? It was horrible. you remember, like, I I mentioned this one time maybe like five, six years ago is when I still still lived uh, near where you are, and I was watching a Bengals game, and I don't remember who they were playing. But there was this show Quantum Leap that was on t v when I was a kid where the guy would just kind of like time travel leap into somebody's body, and all of a sudden when he would get there, he'd be like, "Whoa, like what the heck's going on?" all of a sudden he was that person, and he had to do whatever they were doing and it was always some crazy situation that he was in you know that he was completely unprepared for i've seen Andy Dalton play football games where it would it would be like if I just time travel leaped into his body and all of a sudden was in an nfl game and just had to start throwing passes that's how bad that guy looks when he plays quarterback it i mean that that's the best comparison i can come up with is me having time travel leaped into someone's body and having to play an nfl game spur of the moment against like a full-on pass rush that's what andy dalton looks like out there so (laughs) you're gonna put
1: someone higher than like the experts knowing that dalton's the guy throwing him the ball I will. Even if you quantum leaped into Andy Dalton's body, you could still get the ball to Tyler Eifert against the pathetic Arizona defense. At this point, it's really not even close how bad they are against tight ends. 23.78 fantasy points per game to the tight end. The next closest is Tampa Bay giving up 15. So that's literally eight full points more than any other team in the NFL to tight ends. They have a pathetic linebacking core that can't cover anybody. The defense as a whole is awful. I mean, look at who's gone off against them. TJ Hawkinson, 22.1. Mark Andrews, 21.2. Greg Olson, 22.5. Will Disley, 15.2. Two, there's no way eifert goes under 10 this week and that's even with you quantum leaped into andy dalton's body uh and, and it doesn't hurt that john ross is going to be out and they have even more targets available i love tyler eifert as one of the best streaming tight ends this week he's going to go for at least 12 to 15 delaney walker's a guy you like less than the experts i actually agree with you on
0: this playing buffalo you got him at 14 the experts have him at 10 i mean how can you make any case for delaney
1: walker being anything but shitty that, nothing. I mean, really tough to do after he's off a one catch, four yard day gem right there. Again, now he's look who's the- throwing him the ball. Mariota, and, he, and this is with Mariota throwing three touchdowns. Delaney Walker still was that hapless and pathetic. And then now he gets Buffalo, the hardest matchup for tight ends. They're giving up literally 3.48 points to tight ends on the year. They even were able to hold Evan Ingram, who's dominated every other team, to 7.8. So it wasn't just that they were facing horrible tight ends the entire year. I really think Delaney Walker's completely shut out. And that's why I would look to Tyler Eifert or my next guy on this list. All right. Hail Mary. Dawson Knox. You know, Dawson Knox.
0: Playing at Tennessee Knox, this week. Right, Dan and Dawson Knox, 14% on sell me on Dawson Knox.
1: My tight end, 12, seven spots higher than the ECR. The guy's averaging over 20 yards a catch a big play threat, a huge athlete. That's what his calling card was coming in all preseason. There was little reports about this guy making a great rapport with Josh Allen, uh, t- you know, Croft was out and this guy was the guy that stepped in and ended up earning that first team role and he's been that number two in this offense behind John Brown at this point he had 15.1 fantasy points two weeks ago seven and a half last week and the toughest second toughest matchup to tight ends against New England and then you come into Tennessee who's given up a touchdown to every single tight end they faced other than Austin Hooper who went for nine catches in 130 yards so a very plum matchup for a guy that's been sneakily getting it done very well these last two weeks I think Dawson Knox could be a great blow-up streamer for you if you're desperate at tight end all right it is 8:20 right now we got a mailbag
0: do we have time to do this mailbag are we gonna are we gonna roll by these fast i mean my wife's probably I, gonna kill me but
1: i can go through it real fast is she did she dvr it so you can get right into it do we dvr
0: yeah sure but but uh, she's an early bedtime person so what, what i the, hope
1: you don't get the belt too hard
0: no i love the belt what are you talking about <laughs> I was <laughs> like, I hope I get the belt. Yeah,
1: yeah, uh, Let's delay a little longer. All right. right, right.
0: Uh, <laughs> all right. Let's let's get into this. Daniel <laughs> says, Hey Wolf, hope you're doing well. Loving the content so far. I'm mulling this trade. What do you think? I give Juju and Melvin Gordon. I get Amari Cooper and Joe Mixon. I'd say any side of the trade that Joe Mixon's on, you don't want. What do you think, Wolf?
1: I agree with you completely. Mixon and Melvin Gordon, the gap is so far between those guys. And yeah, I love the idea of getting rid of Juju right now. He's not getting targeted at all by Mason Rudolph. Yeah, but if you got to take put- on
0: Joe Mixon to get rid of Juju, no thank you.
1: No, thank you at all. And I, and I know Amari Cooper has been one of the best wide receivers in fantasy this entire year, but his matchups have been so easy that he's a guy I would love to sell high. Uh, so no, Melvin Gordon just by far the most valuable piece of that trade. And I don't really want any piece of the other guys.
0: Antonio says, I have Manny Sanders. Would you trade him for Kay Johnson? I'm assuming that's on Johnson. I'm 0-4. I'm a little desperate. Thanks in
1: advance. I've been there, buddy. Uh, I love being I love the desperate boys like this. Uh but yeah, carry on Johnson and take, 26 advantage of carries, yeah. take advantage of him. Uh but Manny Sanders, yeah, he's been great. He's had, you know, three out of four weeks over ten points. But carry on Johnson, I love the work this guy's getting twenty six carries last week, twenty the week before that. He is finally being used as the workhorse he's capable of being. And so yeah, you know, there's no more valuable commodity than a workhorse back like that. And and Matt Stafford has been much better than expected this year. So yeah, I'd take Carry on Johnson over Sanders for sure. All All right, Sweet T wants to know, should I trade Gurley for Gordon now? I think absolutely. Even though Gurley showed some signs of life last week, I'm a bigger fan of Gordon season long. Charizard, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, was
0: offered Emmanuel Sanders and Delaney Walker or Greg Olson for Juju. Uh, Do I pull the trigger?
1: I think I would, uh, especially because I think Juju shows no chemistry with Mason Rudolph so far. And E. Sanders has been just quietly getting it done as he does every season. I would definitely ask for Olsen on that side of the trade because he's been a much better threat, especially with Kyle Allen now throwing the rock. So, yeah, I would take that for E. Sanders and Olsen for sure. Brian R. wants
0: to know, Terry McLaurin, Calvin Ridley, or Demarcus Robinson at flex? Ugh.
1: Uh, that's God. gross. I'm going to cross is- Terry McLaurin off that list. Uh, and then, you know, Ridley's been disappearing, but then Robinson can either so boom or bust. To me, I'm leaning Calvin Ridley. I think that Houston Atlanta game has some real shootout potential. I think Ridley gets his season back on track this week. All
0: right. Tut wants to know, sure. would you flex Hollywood Brown or Josh Jacobs in full PPR?
1: I would probably lean Hollywood Brown this week getting a Pittsburgh team that has given up tons of big plays to wide receivers throughout the year. Jacobs has the higher touch floor, but he's facing Chicago. Uh, a tough matchup there. I lean Hollywood Brown for that blow-up potential.
0: Alex, and this better not be the same Alex that's tried to ruin it our podcast. It is
1: 100% the same exact trade. It, it all comes full fucking circle. Should we even answer this <laughs> one?
0: We shouldn't, but maybe we should uh, anyway. Fuck it. I,
1: I guess we will. Should that? You know, fuck it. Let's not even answer this.
0: Anish wants to know Melvin Gordon, <laughs> Austin Eckler, Henry, Hyde, Darrell Williams. Pick two and then a flex.
1: Versus Tyler Lockett uh, oh. down there. So I think Melvin Gordon and Henry would be my top two. And then it comes down to, you know, do I do both charges running backs and put Eckler in against that soft Denver front? It's totally a week you could. But I like Lockett. If that's going to be a shootout game, I go Gordon, I go Henry, and I go Lockett there. Uh, it's going to be so interesting to see how these backfields shakes out because Eckler has been so dominant. But I-, I think it becomes a 70-30 split. It's always been with Gordon there. All right. These last two are for me. Um
0: oh. Josh Gordon, Marquise Brown, MVS. You got to play two.
1: I'm going to bench MVS there. I love Gordon against Washington, and I really like Marquise Brown for all the reasons I already said. All
0: right, second one, different league. Lashawn McCoy, David Montgomery, Marquise Brown, Robbie Anderson. Got to play two.
1: I think Shady's the the lock there, and then ah oh man, it, it, what's the the scoring? Is it half? Is it full? Full PPR. Oh man, I. I like David Montgomery's matchup a lot against Oakland, but Marquise Brown has that blow up potential. Are you like? What's your status? Are you in a, you know one. tight You're three and one, and are you you know in a good shape against this guy? Are you an underdog? I'm favored
0: like- in all my games this week, but I've been favored. I want to say in three out of my four RSJ games, and I've lost all of them. So that doesn't mean anything. I mean, I yeah, my team stacks up on paper.
1: Yeah. I think I go Montgomery here. I think he's definitely going fi- to I mean, you can't say definitely, but uh, the usage has been improving yeah, each and every he did get a week. Lot I think of this carries is the he Falls into the end zone and you know with Chase Daniel's there they're going to lean more on the running game than they you know have ever had to. So I, I go Shady and I go Montgomery there. If if Damien and Daryl and everyone's all active for the Chiefs, you could consider Marquise over Shady. That's a really tough one. Those guys are all over the fucking place, but my gut says McCoy and Montgomery as of right now. All right, that wraps up the mailbag. Wolf,
0: any social media you want to pump. It's nice getting back on the air with you
1: it was awesome getting back on the air no matter how bad Alex tried to sabotage this shit Uh, but of course you can follow us at Roto ST Journal on Twitter Roto Street Journal on Facebook where we have tons of live broadcasts throughout the week that's probably the number one spot to find us is Facebook right now Uh, but you can also find us on Instagram for all our humorous content and whatnot RotoStreetJournal.com is where we breed and feed fantasy wolves and we now have an app people uh, where it looks clean it looks beautiful so check out the app just search RSJ or Roto Street Journal in your apps store and me personally you can find at roto street wolf on twitter for any questions make sure you tune into our sit start show on sunday we got 230 questions last week like we're it's blowing up like it's awesome and we're
0: also freshly unbanned from facebook so enjoy that yeah yeah exactly the bad boys have been freed from prison which is awesome yeah my name is nat the truth jones and i'm the wolf see you guys later Second effort, third effort, touchdown. That's pretty awesome. That's old fashioned football right there, folks.
1: One sec. I can't. I, some somebody tried to call me, and now, I hear you if you don't mind pausing the recording, um, can you hear me? Okay. I don't know why I can't hear you. Fuck. Fucking idiot brother tried to call me that stupid fucking trade that he won't shut the fuck up about, and now I can't hear you anymore. So fuck. <laughs> Am I fucking? Asking that? I I don't fucking. I can't handle this. He's literally pathetic. He can't stop fucking calling. Like he's called me again and now it's ruined to fucking get. I don't know if you've saved this audio, but I I can't talk. Like, fuck you. Like, what the fuck? Like, stop being so pathetic about your own fucking trades. Like, and then he's going to blame me when it goes wrong. Like, it's fucking pathetic. One sec. I can't hear you again. I don't know why it does this, but I'm going to just hang up on you.